Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined in the podcast studio by the one and only Mr. Danny Ward. Hello, everyone. There we go. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello, Danny. How are you doing? I'm really fine, thank you. Really, really fine. Really, really fine, thanks. Um, We also... I don't. I think this might be the first time, other than producer Joel, we've had the guest in the studio with us. Yeah. And I feel like we. I don't think we can do like an intro and then intro the guest because I feel a bit awkward that with the get our guest just sitting there. So I think we're intro him straight away. How yeah. do you feel about that, Danny? I feel that's great. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, Mr. Dan Fardell. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Oh, round of applause. It's like big breakfast. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's just <laughs> Steve Wright in the morning. Oh, I like it. I wish to do more of that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, also, the music's not quite off. I quite like it, but yeah. Can you hear that's, it? That's then? kind of thrown me because I'm not used to applause. No. <laughs> Dan, you're a man of um, of culture. Yeah. Do you recognise that that piece of music? No. No. Do you? No, I don't. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, don't think, I think it's just generic, isn't it? Oh, well, I mean, it has to have been written at some point. Oh, I'm a big fan of generic. It's one of my yeah. favourites. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we're off. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, so Dan, we, you were... we. Let's just get into when I invited you onto the podcast. Yeah. You listened to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all that wasn't convincing. <laughs> no, you must have, because you actually, you commented on a joke. Yeah. Um, though, did you... I mean, it was on Facebook that I commented. Oh, so you didn't comment from the podcast? No. we haven't mentioned this joke on the podcast. Okay, well, I reckon let's get straight in with this yeah. joke chat. We've got lots of joke chat to get through today. We'll talk to Dan about that, and yep. then we'll, we'll do the regular feature that we've prepared for, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then we'll crack on with other joke chat. Cool. So the, fir- the joke you commented on was the baseball joke. Yeah. Which was, I, I don't even remember how I worded it. It was, um, someone asked me, no, someone told me they like MLB, and I was like, yeah, I love Spice Girls. Or something like that. No, or did I say baseball in the start of the joke? Well, it came from when we were doing the um, the, the uh, yeah. commentary on DIY Pundits, That's BT it. Sport. Yeah. So it was something along the lines of, I said, next up, MLB. And you went, oh, I love baseball. Yeah. and then I love Mel- I love the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. And I went, no, Mark, it's, it's, yeah. it's Major but League then, Baseball. Then we had to, so we had to say baseball in the, I had to say baseball in the setup for the joke when, yes. I, when I put it out on Facebook. So that would have been um, my friend... What was it? <laughs> I can't even I, th- I think it was like, uh, my friend told me he's, he's really into baseball. He said, I love MLB. And I'm like, yeah, I love the Spice Girls too. Yeah. I think that was it. Like, Yeah, but then surely the baseball's a bit too early in that to 
I wish I, so basically I would look it up but my phone's currently recording our guest so I, I can't actually see what it is, is this stop good giving con- away the secrets is Mark. this good content so Dan so you commented that should be your new catchphrase what's that <laughs> is this good content <laughs> is this good content um, what, what, was, what, did, what was your comment on it I, I had a joke that I only tried once and I, I do have like I'm not good at keeping faith with a joke that doesn't work so I tried one joke one time and it was just uh, at the last Spice Girls reunion there was a terrible melee between Mel B and Mel C. Yes. And I think you were confused because I think the word melee is written like it should be pronounced melee. It's a French word. And... Oh, this is it. So, yeah. So in, that's it. So in your head, was it me- melee? Mel E? No, it's melee. Yeah, yeah, pronunciation. Because it's, but to, it's to be spoken rather yeah. than written. Yeah, but you wrote it. Yeah. So it's, it's I, the and I wrote it down, yeah, because I couldn't... Drop a voice note on your Facebook post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, More's the pity. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. That's Melee it. is Melee is yes. spelled M E L E E. Yeah. So that, yeah. like I say, that's the problem with it being written. Yeah. Unless, unless of course you know to see it written down how it's pronounced. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I wouldn't have. I mean, I, I don't really put out written jokes. For so, people so how did you from. actually? Is that how you did the joke when you tried it? Something like that. Yeah. I think I said the last Spice Girls reunion. There was a terrible melee between Mel B and Mel C. See, I like that. And, and some people say, well, the thing is, it got so, a lot of likes did, on did, your post. Yes. Most people appreciated it. But I think some people say that the A should be between the B and the C because it's literally the melee is between them. But I think it's satisfying to have the A B C. Uh, as you say, the joke, the melee between Mel B and Mel C. So, so you also got, yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's definitely melee between Mel B and Mel C. Yeah. What's yeah. the other way? How would it work if you went B A C? Well, I, I don't know. Someone suggested it, and Mel I didn't B. even bother to try and do it. Mel no, B and a... Mel C had a melee. Yeah, but that's still not the Mel A being in the between B and C, is <laughs> but, it? But, but yeah. A isn't between B and C anyway. No. So is that an issue with the? So maybe you could say Mel B had this? a melee with Mel C. Mel B had there a melee. <laughs> <laughs> so are we saying so hang on, hang on so there's so much going on here so are we saying there's another Mel yeah. in the Spice Girls well sort not, no, no, not yeah, another that's, Spice yeah. Girl potentially it, just a person it's just the sound yeah it's not another Spice Girl it's another Mel but it's not really it's just it sounds like it yeah so, so uh, how did you go into the joke again I just said at the last Spice Girls reunion there was a terrible melee between Mel B and Mel C yeah so could you would you set that up with maybe there's a bit and a bit of tension yeah. Do you know what I mean? Set up yeah, the, yeah. The, the fact that there's a fight. Just Get to... people emotionally invested in the joke. Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, So, and also that is something believable, isn't it? Or oh, even yeah. the last, maybe before, because that, 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 so maybe that's why they broke up, right? Oh, yeah, they didn't get together for so long because... There was a melee between Mel yeah. B and Mel C. Yeah, that works, actually. I might try that again. But the trouble is, it is that thing of... They had to you, cancel you the given... last Spice Girls reunion because there was a melee between Mel B and Mel C. But I, I never thought this would get this much yeah. attention. No, Welcome. but it's interesting because I don't think... Welcome to the show. I think the reason <laughs> might, it might not have worked live is because the wordplay bit is too early, maybe. It might be. You know, it might I even be I think you can am- admire it. It's one of those where you go, oh, that's brilliant, because that's it does it make those connections. But I don't know if it's enough to make you go bang. Yeah. No, that's... I think what you've said is great, and I think that will help. But I, you know what? There, there is quite a few jokes that I write that don't even get to the audience stage. I'll, t- I'll tell them to another comic and they'll go, no, and I'll just accept their word as <laughs> no, a final word. No, you've got any of those. You uh, can't do that. Because we could run through some of those. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I've got one that I didn't try for ages and then another comic said it was great and a few, and then I tried it with every comic that I'd said liked it and it got a big 
success the first time. Second time, not so much. Very recent, actually. Mm. Um, but it's not... Thing is, it's a bit gross for my usual standard. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Oh, so, so do, you, do now. So, so do you find that that's... Maybe it's not the joke that's not hitting. It's the kind of... Oh, it's a bit, of, a bit. It's a bit blunt for me because I'm not really... I don't... I mean, I'll tell you the joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, me, let me just think of exactly how I worded it. It was... Um, yeah, we weren't very close uh, as a family because my dad spent all his evenings and weekends in his lab. My mum hated that dog. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. It's like, it gets big laughs from people who want that sort of laugh. And a couple oh, that's, of... That's, that's I think with a cheeky <laughs> smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you're in his... I yeah. hated that dog. That, that makes it a bit more sordid. Sinister. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I think, oh, I hated that lab, that dog. That's good. It's a great joke. It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I now, because I knew you, the setup. Yeah. You said it's a bit dark. Yeah. So as yeah. soon as you said, so you expect you I, I totally knew where the joke yeah, was going yeah, on yeah. the punch, but I don't think. Oh, as if bestiality's dark nowadays. <laughs> I don't think I had a joke about beast. My, one of my first ever sets, I had a joke about. Um, it's not not a good joke, but it's right. like literally the first one of the first jokes I wrote was about um, uh, my friends. No, something about. My friends wouldn't say, oh, no, kept saying no comment in court in his case of bestiality. And the lawyer was like, cat got your tongue <laughs> or something like that. It's all right. Isn't it? It's funny when you start out, often you do go to the more rude and dirty yeah, and vulgar yeah, stuff yeah. straight yeah. away, don't you? You notice mm. that quite a lot, don't you? My oh, well, you, got your, you got your bloody my, my, I said, uh, my, um, Is this uh, the one you were talking about? I was, yeah. He said, That's uh, funny. My friend just said he just had anal sex with his girlfriend. I said, oh yeah, what was that like? He said, well, actually, he said it was like eating Pringles. I said, what? Once you pop, you can't stop. He said, no. I couldn't fit my fist down the pipe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great, that, I mean, that is worse than everything we've done so mic. far. It's, well, it's, yeah. But you start off that way, don't you, I think, before uh, you become yeah. a bit more fun. I've got, I, I did a gag in my first ever set that I've never done again, and the promoter said, oh, maybe save that one for stag dues, because mm-hmm. it kind of it was in, in Brighton, and they're all they're very nice and sweet and supportive. Especially open and mic come, in Brighton. Yeah, and then I came to this one, and everyone's like, oh, okay, they sort of winced. And it was just like, my granddad said... The problem with your generation is you think you invented sex. Well, I found his G-spot, the ungrateful old bastard. <laughs> and, and I've never done that again. Because, um, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that too. Yeah. Um, it's not, my, not, not my even... voice, really, that I found. <laughs> no, but you had that in with your... With your um, a question about the about, dog one. you know the band about the lab. <laughs> is, there any, is there any benefit in setting it up with... Um, oh, yeah, my dad was a scientist... Scientist. Well, the thing is, I think uh, he spent all the time in his a, lab. Yeah. Is it, it just because it's? I, do you sort of mean? I think it's. I mean, I, I. So hang on. So let's go back to like. So how many? So you, so you tried it with comics. They all liked it. The lab one, yeah. And then I tried it um, just when I was because I MC an open mic every Tuesday in Brighton. Yeah. And I just said I don't. I never try my own material. I'm going to do one of my jokes here. Yeah. And I literally said I'm going to do a joke now. Okay. And then I did it, and it got a big laugh. But then there was like these, these younger people maybe like 19, 20 in the front row. And one of them had to explain it to the other, these two like 19-year-old girls. And the look on her face, and I just said, I'm so sorry I put that in your head. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm sorry about that. That's what he said and, to the dog. Uh, yeah. So, he put it in his mouth, Mark, not his head. <laughs> so his head, it, head's in his mouth. Mouth's in his head. I saw just this same uh, discussion on... Str- on um, um, uh, it, what's the word? <laughs> come, dine with, come dine with me couples. Right. Yeah, discussion about is your, is your face... Your head. Oh. On, is your face on your head? I mean, it's the obvious, <laughs> yes. But anyway, sorry. Um, so I don't think that matters if they... That, like, like young kids 
If you explain I, the joke like that, yeah. of course it now seems so too much. Because they said... It was a beautiful shagged, thing until I explained cause, it. Cause to, to explain it, you'd have to say, he's shagging the dog. Uh, and by saying that, of course that's too much. But if you... Just a clever uh, wordplay, then that's good as I, gold. I just want to make it clear to anyone listening who's never seen me do comedy, which should be like 99.99%, <laughs> that is not my usual style don't of joke make either. apologies. So Listen, it, these it, snowflakes, they're getting it their own way. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nor well, do no, I, no, Mark. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I just don't... That's that's a kind of a, quite an abrupt turn from my usual way of relating to people. I don't yeah. have much... I don't even have much sexual stuff, let so alone bestiality think, or so incest. So there you go. So do you think <laughs> by... You more. by <laughs> more bestiality, more incest. <laughs> do you think setting it up as a joke, maybe that's the way to do it? Maybe it's set well, it up so that they're, they're going, oh, this isn't him. Well, I was going to ask you about this, actually, because I started out and I was very one-linery mm. and I found that I didn't... Uh, going longer, I realised that... I, what I did was I started to sort of combine my one-liners into sort of little narratives or whatever, little little sort of bits. Um, but every now and then, I've got these one-liners that don't fit. So mm. I normally start out with like half a dozen one-liners yeah. of like my highest quality just to get the faith of the people in the room. Yeah. And then I kind of go into slightly more discursive things. But every now and then, if I slip back in mm. to real jokey jokes, it like sometimes people love it and sometimes it's a thud. Right. Like, so so uh, my thought there is that that's a great way to start because this is how I used to deal with comparing. Because when I'd compare, because I can just sort of chat, chat, and then go into one-liners, it's a bit sort of sudden and it's yeah. a bit disjointed. But I used to find someone, t- I can't remember, what, a comic, oh, like an older elder statesman comic told me, start with three or four jokes at the beginning. Yeah. Don't worry if they don't really land properly, but just get them in the head that you do do that. Yeah. And then when you come back to it, it doesn't seem as weird. So it's definitely a good way of starting, I think. Well, I found I found that with MCing because like you you have to go from crowd chat to um, a, cut, a little bit of material before you bring acts on. Otherwise, it's unfair because they take the brunt of the transition. Yes. So Danny likes that. Often yes. when Talking I my language uh, when I <laughs> MC, I can often I can do it where I don't really get a drop in laughs. Like I can go into the material, but not always. And sometimes when I switch the material and it goes, I might even make a comment like, okay, that was the first joke of the night. Mm. Didn't go so well, but this is what you're going to get or something. But I've re- I was a bit like, oh, didn't they didn't like the gags initially. But I've realised that's actually not a big problem. What I'm doing is I'm taking the brunt yeah. of the change of gear and mm-hmm. it's fine because by the time the first act comes on, they're already into we're hearing jokes now yeah, yeah. mode. You, it's your job. To, it is the job to take the bullet and get everybody in that gear. I... Basically, when I came back of lockdown, mm. I'd realised for a long time before, I was not I was in and out of comedy and I wasn't putting... I got to the point where my 20 was had a sort of tight narrative and I couldn't fit anything in. So I wasn't really getting new stuff working. So I kind of abandoned that with new material and I did this whole narrative about my breakup with my long-term girlfriend that happened over lockdown. And now, when I've, I'm, I've got about eight to ten of that and it's a big chunk of... Like the end, it's basically the back end of my 20. Yeah. And when I transition into it, I was doing it via like, and this is something that's still not quite working. So maybe you can help me with it. Like a, a bit about lockdown, um, just a reference to it. And I, and I say about, has anyone achieved anything during lockdown? And I say, I had three major life changes, right? And uh, can I tell you the jokes? Is, it, is sure. it silly to tell you? Okay. And these are very jokey, the first two. Uh, the first one is that I was commissioned by the BBC to write a sitcom. Um, it's a historical sitcom about the life of Sigmund Freud 
It's called You Ain't Half Hot Mum, right? <laughs> and that usually gets... Obviously, it depends on the age in the room, and I do make a comment if people are younger and they don't get the reference, and I sort of joke about me being, like, too old to do comedy. I really like that. That's great. And then the next one is I also started a charity. Uh, we use the latest mindfulness techniques uh, to help cannibals live a more fulfilled life. It's called Savor the Children, <laughs> and again that either gets a really big laugh or people going like yeah like go away with your cheesy granddad jokes like uh and that's that's the thing and then the third one is like uh also that's one that's not a cheesy that's well, not some cheesy. people kind of go i've literally had i mean this was someone who used to do comedy I'd... who i told the joke to because she asked about this joke and she literally went womp womp yeah <laughs> and it was like but that's sometimes that's the how many people were in that gig? No, that was just that was just a one-on-one conversation, oh, but uh, it kind of robbed me of a bit of confidence. But, in the but gag. also with that and with the rule the free thing, the second one never hits as well because you're right. doing this. Essentially, it's the same. Well, sometimes concept. I isolate those jokes. Like if I throw them into a bit at the beginning, or if I'm just comparing and I just do one, then then they'll work a bit better. But because it's like I'm talking about my life, and then I do these clearly structured. Jokes. What's the third one? Is it like a rule of three? Well, the, or is the, it... the third one actually transitions into the breakup. Um, and it's not really the same kind of thing. It's like what I say is that much like Debenhams, my relationship did not survive lockdown. And usually in the room you get a bit of like, oh, and I say, no, I know it is. It's terribly sad because I really did love Debenhams. And <laughs> that's it. And that usually works. And then that's I go great. into the breakup stuff. I love that. Um, you don't, but the thing is with that, you, it, that's a good transition and that isn't that's not a cheesy joke joke that's, no, that's, that's a, the third one yeah yeah so no, you no. don't even need the first two yeah that's it in the build-up but i was trying to shoehorn them in because i like them yeah but um, i feel like maybe i feel like the first two are more in a, a jokey joke section rather than yeah yeah and do you set up those two by saying talking about lockdown because what we've been sort of discussing haven't we that it does seem quite a long time ago now yeah lockdown that's, that's and do the you only need t- to do you need to reference lockdown or could you just well like, the the lockdown thing is very specific to the breakup because i say much like yeah and the thing is lockdown was quite a big part of the, the why we could, broke you could up just say well, much like we stuck in a one bed flat if you're worried about the not it's not a trigger word but if you're worried about saying lockdown everyone going oh lockdown yeah you could just say it's like debenhams it hasn't survived or something and then and then the trouble is i really liked really loved debenhams yeah, it still yeah. does technically work or you but just, but uh, also with that, I think you, I think in that sense you can refer back to the lockdown. Hundred percent. It's, a, it's, a, it's think, a point in history now, isn't uh, it? Yeah. yeah. And I haven't got a lot of lockdown material. I'm not doing jokes about. I had this joke oh. that I did a couple of times as we were coming out of lockdown. That was just like I never thought I'd see the day when I'd hear you're not coming in my bank without a mask on. You know, and it's like, and that was it. And but I, I knew that the lockdown bank sanitizer mask material was going to have a very limited shelf life so i never really bothered with it i think if you took so go to go back to the the the, the three jokes you did there if you take out the middle one the first one's history related right yeah and then can you not sort of say like about the lockdown being like a historical thing now like it's that is technically there's something that will be looked back on as history i guess so because i think what i've been using it as is a slight change of pace where i i sort of asked the audience like oh did anyone achieve anything in lockdown so then i can't make up these two ridiculously big achievements that i've had that, and then i undermine them yes I think, I think that's my point there is that that bit there did anyone do anything in lockdown dates it 
Yes. Do you yeah. need to say that before you do your two jokes? Because you could just yeah. say, oh, you know, I just turned 50 and that's a milestone for me. I want to. Yeah, I don't talk about that. Like him. <laughs> okay. Or so, you know, another reason why you've done these things, not lockdown, which was means they happened two years ago. Do you see what I mean? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I could just say, like hey, lockdown. big news, everyone. Yes. I've been commissioned by the BBC. Yeah, that's it. That, yes. That. Yes. And then that, yes. Brings, then that brings it into something that's happened last week, not two years ago. Because right? what I used mm. to do, actually, Stephen Grant helped me out with this. I was still, I used to have this device where it was actually with a previous relationship that broke down when I was going out with another comic. Yeah, and for that's, a couple that's always a mistake. <laughs> well, no, but it went fine. In fact, we're doing a work in progress together, <laughs> oh. next Brighton Fringe, yeah. There we go. Um, but we, when we split up, I was still doing the, oh, me and my girlfriend is going great stuff for a couple of months because, you, you know, you still, it takes a while to catch up. And it was fine until one day we had a gig together. And not only that, it was a local Brighton gig and it was another Brighton Comics birthday. So most of the audience in this little coffee shop was other Brighton comics. Oh, and yeah. I couldn't straight-facedly go on stage, say, oh, me and my girlfriend, we like, we like this, uh, we do that. Of course. So I invented this thing, and I, I went on and said, in the interest of truth in comedy, there's a footnote to this next section. All relationship status is contained within the following section <laughs> were correct at the time <laughs> of writing. Yeah, right? yeah. And that got a really big laugh. And then every bit I did, because everyone in the room knew all about it, it was great, like, great, and, and great. like my ex is cracking up as much as anyone. And um, so then what I did, I realised that, that worked. So I... I tagged that on to the end of the section. It was like a reveal at the end of a longer set mm. that we'd broken up. And, I, and it, it, it basically gave license to loads of these different callbacks. But because I'd written all this new stuff about a more current breakup, because I could still use it for any relationship. And even during when that other, the longer relationship, the later one, was going strong, I still ended the set with the, oh, we've broken up. And it, I'd refer back to material about my cats and stuff mm. that I'd been doing. And... But what, what, what I discovered was I'd written all this new material about my actual recent breakup and I'd been trying that out in like 10 minute new material sets and that was kind of working. I got that sort of to the point of being solid. But then when I tagged it on with that kind of reveal, it, the first few gags, it took a while for them to come round and Stephen Grant pointed out that basically I've lost their faith. They're not sure if I'm going to pull the rug out again uh, from under. Okay. If I do it at the end of the set, it's a clever thing. Like, you know, certain people do get reveals at the end of shows yes. uh, that are very clever. And mm. um, I, it worked great. But then when I then have to carry on uh, and they're not sure if I'm going to pull the rug out again. Yeah. So I basically lost that whole device. And now early on when I mentioned my ex, I say, oh, my ex this, my ex that. And I say, well, I'll, I'll talk a bit more about that later or something. Yes. So it's not like a big surprise, the breakup anymore. Mm. Um, but the Debenhams is my intro now to the breakup. But the breakup so. doesn't need to be a surprise, does it? No, it's just no. A but thing. I used to get great mileage out of the surprise. Oh. Um, because it was basically how I'd end my set. And then I would apologise and I would say, you know, it's difficult in comedy to keep the actual events, the, 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 the events in your set, it's hard to keep them up to date with the actual events of your actual life. Yes. And then I would say, like, because I did all this stuff about how great my cat is. And I'd say, I mean, the fucking cat's been dead five years, you know, and that was <laughs> like how nice. I basically much yeah, that's funny. end yeah. it. And, um, it's interesting <laughs> that, um, like, when audience members know you, yeah. how, because with all my stuff, it's just all silly jokes. Yeah, there, yeah. There's Sometimes there's a little bit of truth in things, like you say, when I wrote them, it could have been two years ago. Yeah. Um, but even we did the gig in Leicester Square Theatre on Saturday. Yeah. And my sister-in-law afterwards because I've got a joke about having a girlfriend. Yeah. And I, I'm quite convinced in saying, no, I have actually got, I have got a girlfriend. <laughs> right. And she said, yeah, we were all sort of thinking, has he got a girlfriend? Like that. It's like, it takes them out of it, no matter who. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because they, they actually are invested in your actual life. Um, have you got any other bits and pieces? Yeah, that you've yeah, got let me you? see what I've got here. I mean, I've got a few gags that, I, as I was saying, it's very hard for me to come up with material for this podcast because pretty much every joke I write <laughs> smashes it first time and every time. Um, but I've thought back to the midst of time to a couple of things I wasn't sure about. I've got one that, yeah, I come up with this joke that is so heavy on misdirection that I think people are lost by the time I get to the punchline. <laughs> Plus it's dated in the references. Yeah. So this joke is, what do you get if you cross Matt LeBlanc and Matt Letizier? Any guesses? No. Matt? Matt LeBlanc and Matt Letizier. What do you get if you cross Matt LeBlanc and Matt Letizier? Um, blank tissue? <laughs> Not today. Well, <laughs> probably just say, I don't know. I'll just say, <laughs> two very powerful enemies. Right, yeah, because okay, you're thinking, good. is it to do with they're both called Matt? Is yes. it they both got Frenchy names? Like, yeah, they're, they're both '90s figures. Is it from the '90s? And then it's not even you're not even crossing them together. You just individually upset both of them. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. it's such a and it's, ah, got it. But it's a very yeah, sort it's, of yeah. it's almost anti comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind anti comedy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I quite like that. I, mm. I'd be quite, you know. It, just, it takes a great. second to get it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, that's the thing. It takes too long. Like, and it's I, almost like if that's your stick, it will come across easier. Yeah. Like if you're coming on and you are that kind of, you, or your thing is anti-comedy. Yeah. Like if Brian Gittins did that. Yes. Yeah. Instantly, you'd be there, wouldn't you? But if, if you've I, done edit this out and I'll sell it to him. Yeah. <laughs> if you've done lots of different like really clever wordplay they probably uh, are just taken even though that should lead to them being more surprised which is yeah. what you want that's but, it i don't have enough but like i'd have say, to change my whole set to so build up to what it. it might be is if you're do if you've tried it at smaller open micy gigs then if there's only for example 20 people in the room yeah if they if majority of them take a long time to get it then that is dead because yeah. it's too late to laugh if you're if you do that joke to 400 people yeah yeah what will happen is the people that are with it, even if it's only 50, will laugh to start with and then everyone will catch up. So it's sometimes yeah, you get jokes yeah. that won't work. Oh, yeah, they can. And, yeah. Well, actually, that leads me to one of my jokes I've written down. I've got, I, I haven't done it for a while, but I had this joke um, and Adam Bloom actually helped me set it up because it, in bigger rooms, it would always work. In fact, it would always work everywhere eventually. Mm. And I'll tell you about a time it didn't work at all, which is quite funny. But I had this joke that initially I used to assume that people that I'd already set up the idea of me being a sort of a loner, sort of unpopular loner kind of thing. But Adam Bloom said I hadn't. So basically I had to, the point is I would say I was never been, never good at making friends. So I used to try and find friends in online forums. And I even resorted to forums about things I didn't care about, like conspiracy theories. Like I'm really not into them at all, except obviously the whole birthday card thing. And I'd look around and go, come on people, you know the, the birthday card thing? I said, oh, come on people, think about it. Birthday cards, right? We've all seen them. They're in every shop, but has anyone ever actually received one? <laughs> and that would take a while. It was a slow burn, and then it would kind of really sort of spread around and get a laugh. But they're probably, I hate to say it, but probably the, the thickest, it was either it was my delivery or it, I think it was 50-50. But that's another thing. Like, like you, yeah, like what Adam's saying is true in a sense. You really have to set that up, which is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. It's exactly the same as Brian Gittins, for example. Yeah. Straight away. That you'd be there with that, or Angelos, or, yes. or anyone, actually yeah. more Angelos, I think. Yeah, you're right, yeah. But, but yeah. unless you are really setting yourself up as that well, well, I, when I loser. First, the first joke I ever said on stage is so, like, brutally self-deprecating. I can't imagine that this was the first thing I ever said on stage was, 
I've, I've just had some bad news from the doctor. Apparently, pornography is fattening. <laughs> and like, because I was like, I was, a, I was a bigger guy then as well. And I was quite a mess, like a slob. And I was really like punching down on myself brutally yeah, yeah. with that first joke. So I, that was what I assumed people thought of me straight away. Maybe but, that, that last joke would work. The one, it would work as an opener. Well, the birthday card one. Yeah. Uh, if, well, if, if that's what you want to set I, I up. Yeah, as a, well, I don't. If that's I'm, what you want to set up as a character, like a. Your... Well, well, I've got an opener that I've used for about 10 years and it. It's very, <laughs> well, it's very concise, my opener. It's just like, did any of you ever do that thing as kids? You know, you take two empty tin cans mm. and connect them with a piece of string. And, and at that point, you kind of look at someone and they're nodding and you go and cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. That's my opener because it's like. It creates everything that I'm trying to say about like my sort of yeah. disposition or whatever. So that other one would do that, I think. It, and it, might, be a even... bit, it might be a bit lengthy. It, maybe it could be a second about the birthday or... card thing, you mean? Yeah, do you think? Is it lengthy? I don't know. I don't well, how, think so. How... I think that's quite nice because you don't... Because you do want to be punchy with your first joke, but you don't want to get there too quick. You do want them yeah, to acclimatise yeah, a little bit. So, and, and also, what's a nice way to start is by saying... Even though, because you're using the audience, but you're not using them. You're saying, yeah. you know, the, the card <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah. you guys. So it's like you are talking to them and it's not like you're just doing a script off the top. You're going, you know, that's that thing with the cards. Yeah, I might revive that because I haven't done it for a long time. But well, see, that's one that would definitely fit into a longer show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, I mean, can see the time that it really didn't work at all. The only oh, time yeah. there was a little, it was a little gig on a little boat going out of Brighton Marina. So we're kind of totally captive on this tiny little boat and always it was even in front of like 10 people someone would get it first and then people would start to get it and i was like has anyone ever actually received one mm. silence silence <laughs> i'm waiting someone's gonna start laughing and then people start looking at each other and one goes yeah i've received birthday cards oh, and God. i was just like oh well never mind let's move on to the next joke like, and it's sort of so sort of weird because you thought you like when before you sort of discard jokes you have to take a real good look at where you've tried them oh, no, and absolutely. the situations, I think. But this was 30 people on this little boat and you think at least one of them is going to get this joke and laugh. But the thing uh, is, I, I it's one of those things that, to me, know. if someone's bought tickets to a comedy show on a boat, that that's that, that's not comedy savvy no, people. That's, no. let's go on a boat, that's a bit of comedy and they're not expecting you the boat trips. to do cl anything clever. The, the, yeah, the no. cell is the boat trip, isn't it? Yeah. And the boat is We a, did a, a gig on a, on, a, on a boat once. We, on a canal? On a, do you remember? That's, we're going back a decade. That was one of our old agents. Uh, yeah. She ran it. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Remember that? I do. But, but, yeah. I don't know how the gig went, but I mean, I'm fairly certain that people... You know, you're looking out the window, aren't you? It's, yeah, it's it wasn't. A, it's an experience in itself that probably doesn't warrant any Yeah, well, it comedy. was at night, to be fair, and it was... They were going for other stuff as right. well. Yeah. But they, but it was definitely, like, very beery, you know. And, yeah. and like, one of the guys, the main guy, well, the first one who said, yeah, I've had birthday cards, he was a guy who was sort of trying out being part of comedy, and he tried to run a gig that was really horrible. Shall I tell you what I also think it is? It's that is a confidence thing. Yeah. The audience has in you... Yeah. I'm not saying that you didn't give off confidence, but I don't think that audience probably had a lot of confidence in anyone. Because yeah. they're probably thinking, this guy's doing a gig on a boat. Yeah, Whereas that it's in a comedy club where they've turned up, they're like, okay, these are all pro comics. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. We're buying into it. But they probably go, if they're sort of half thinking, oh, is this going to be any yeah. good? It and was then, basically open micers uh, on a boat. Yeah, yeah, and was, then you're yeah. going, has anyone it's a sinking ship. cards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Um, you, yeah, you, they would go, what is this guy going on about? Yeah, like, no, it was. It was got no like, trust in you. That's, this, that's interesting. This guy's yeah. weirdo. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing, yeah. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What else have you... Have uh, got okay. Um, I've got one... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know jokes... Well, they're very... They, I've got a couple of bits now about, about stuff that comics like and the audience doesn't buy into because they're okay. too much about comedy this i've thought back of this because a couple of weeks ago i got i went to get my covid jab and they upsold me to have my flu jab in the other arm and i was just <laughs> really achy upsold me. Yeah, they upsold me <laughs> i've got no sales resistance you know i almost got tetanus as well because of the three for two polio is the one you want now it's come, coming oh, back oh yeah it's coming back oh, thanks to people having choices yeah um <laughs> but anyway i i, I got to, i got to the, the club the, the regular mc one that i do on a tuesday and i just said to a couple of the other comics about how I like I can I said I can barely get my right arm above my shoulder. So I said so obviously I've had to cancel my rally, right? <laughs> yeah. And comics thought that was funny because they've got a darker they're going to a darker place anyway. Yeah. So I tried that with the audience and like a few of them got it, but it was kind of a bit of blank stares going on with that mm. gag. Um, but Is then there... again, I don't come across like so, I don't have a dark that, persona. But that tells me that they don't they don't get it because yeah. today that audience would go oh. You... I mean? Oh no, not... they weren't upset. They just no, that's get my it. point. So maybe they. Is there something else you could say instead of rally that's more innocuous or obvious? Well, the thing is, though, my arm is all right now and I can go back to my hate crime. So <laughs> it's all good. Um, my, I mean, what else can you, if you can't, what else can't you do if you can't lift, uh, keep forgetting one film here. What else, <laughs> what else can't you do if you can't lift your arm up? You know, it isn't that, necessarily attending a, uh, yeah, a, a... Yeah, but that's not... Yeah, no, that's not that, that can only be funny if or it's buying, something meant right. extreme. In the old days, maybe extreme. buying dirty books in the newsagent. But I don't. Yeah. But that's not. Yeah. But that but isn't. Dirty books. <laughs> yeah. But that isn't. That that wouldn't be funny. I think the only reason it's funny yeah. is because it's so. Yeah. So wrong. So extreme. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason that's it's fun, so transgressive. That, that could be funny. It? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if you went, if you just said oh, my arms a bit sore because I so I can't reach the porn anymore. Yeah. It's just yeah, not. Right. Uh, it's weak. Yeah. yeah, but it has to be something that's so extreme for that to work. And in fact, I hadn't. I wasn't trying it on, on the other comics. It was just it literally something that popped into my head as I said it. And it got a big laugh. I thought, oh, I'll try that downstairs. And it yeah. was like, oh, Is no. this in Brighton again? Yeah. This yeah. is, yeah, maybe it's... Is the... it the sensibility... I don't want to, you know, cast aspersions, right? 
But you know, is there a sort of a, maybe a sensitivity surrounding gigs in Brighton that they, maybe they were not upset? I had I didn't lose them at all. I think it was just maybe they're just so that... nice that it doesn't even occur to them. No, you know? I, I think they right. just didn't. Okay. Yeah, they can't have got it because there's with that joke, you either laugh or you go ooh. Yeah, you, you, there's no in between. You can't say that you, you're a Nazi in a joke uh-huh. with to to sight to no reaction unless yeah. there's some feeling from that. So they just didn't get it. And I don't it's not think. a sustained thing. It's not like I'm frequently doing jokes about that. It was it was just literally my mind finding a joke as I spoke and just saying it. And it was like, yeah. And it wasn't something. So you tried it on comics be- either. Did you try it on the comics beforehand? Uh, well, as I said, I didn't even try it. I literally said it conversationally as a as a joke as I spoke. Have you ever had a? And that got a big laugh. And then when I tried it in front of the actual punters, it's. A, it- but I, it's not the sort of thing that I would include in a set because no. when I really think about it, I'm referring to some pretty grim stuff mm. that I don't really need to go there with. No, um, no. Have you have you ever had a comic try a joke out on you? So I've, I've had this. They try a joke out on you before and you have to go yes or no to whether they try it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done that. I've said, yeah, that's really good. They've tried it. It hasn't worked. And then they've gone... Mark Simmons told me to do that. Oh no! Like so that. They blame you. Yeah, and then I had to come on. So instantly, the audience think you you don't know what you're talking. <laughs> you got about. the baggage of their shit joke. Yeah, yeah. Who was that yeah. Mark? I can't even remember. Stick them on the blacklist. I wrote this joke that as actually is my closer at the moment. Um, all this time on because it, it it got locked away for a while. And now it's back. Um, I told a mate of mine this joke idea. He said it was rubbish. And the next night, I'm telling it to another mate in the pub. We were up at the bar and the mate I told it to the previous day overheard it and cracked up laughing. Because obviously I've told it in a slightly different way. Yeah, yeah. But the humour has come through. And, and he, that's my and current had, had closing he forgotten? joke. Well, I don't know. It was, it was like he, the exact same joke. It depends what my obviously frame Obviously I've phrased in. it slightly. Yeah, I don't... I've never heard anyone... You say that I'm not in the right frame of mind. I've never heard anyone say mind frame before. Well, it's kind of a word. sci-fi sounding term, is mind, mind frame? It's mind frame Welcome not a Welcome to the mind frame. <laughs> I'm, frame <laughs> I'm, not not a I'm not in the right mind frame for that. Is that not in the right frame of mind? It's a real word. I just, I, I was just thinking, oh, frame of mind, mind frame. Yeah, right, yeah. But it's the same thing, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. I just hadn't... It does sound matrixy, doesn't it? Mind, yeah, mind. Mind. Welcome to the mind frame. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, yeah, like an like 80s. Mind frame a bit like, yeah, some sort Maybe of... you do say it. Some sort of game show. So, Oh, but, yeah, that was what I was going to say as well, the, about jokes that, like, I... You know the joke that everyone... People always do the one, oh, so-and-so's let himself go. Yeah. And they refer to a celebrity. Oh, it's a very... Yeah. And I've always avoided those. So but, just explain what that is. So it, like oh, a yeah, lookalike. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a... It's basically what a lot of comics are told to do for their set, for their opening joke, when they go on a course or anything, because it's an easy in. Because, yeah. one, if you do look like someone, the audience is thinking that you need to tell them that you know they're thinking it, because yeah. then they can stop thinking it. Yeah. So for me, I, I've never done one, because I, I, my mate who I started comedy with, Stuart, he they said to me, don't do that, everyone does that. It's yeah. a bit yeah. hack. So I'd, because it would be some sort of Ed Sheeran's, done something or do you know yeah, what I mean yeah but the let yourself go is a is the classic it's a classic yeah so it's like 28 years old or I was and I got off the bus it's one of those yes isn't it? yeah 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 do you know the but, sort of the just um sort of a a, a, a note on that yeah. so and so has let himself go do you know that's what Stuart Lee's been doing recently coming on stage and going I know what you're thinking Stuart Lee's let himself go oh that's good well that's that was my joke actually oh. I, I, I did god a, damn it, it was, Stuart Lee oh. Not yeah, my, my, I was coming on going, I know what you think is Stuart Lee's let himself go. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I would, I would come on and say, hello everyone, my name's Dan Fardell. I know what you're thinking, Dan Fardell's let himself oh, go. Yeah, yeah. And that would get a laugh from comics, but the audience of didn't course. really know what it was about. But he, but that's the thing, it's Stuart, even, though, even though Stuart Lee obviously is very well known, 
are his are his audience so in tune with comedy that they yeah. just know that thing? They're much more comedy savvy than the average audience wow. that I was dealing with. I think, but also can they're I... in tune with the fact that he gets meta about comedy. Right. I think. Yes. Can I just add something here that I've noticed on the tour? I've got a joke. I don't. I won't do the joke because it's on the tour. But there's a joke where I've done it on in the clubs for years, and it. I have to say my name in the punchline. Yeah. And then there's another tiny bit. It was always, it always hit and miss. Since the tour, it works every time. Because they know They you, know who I am. So when you do it in the club yeah. and I say Mark Simmons something, they're going, who's this yeah, Mark Simmons? Isn't that mad? Yeah. So the joke works every time now. Which, which one is that? I, I, I'll tell you after. Because yeah, I, I, mean, I don't want to give anything no, away. No, no, no. I'm just trying to think. I'm giving yeah. away all my best lines on here, like, but it's, nah, uh, it's all right. It's fine. No one, again, again, no one cares. <laughs> no one but listens to this. <laughs> I, I, I recently had. We don't put it out. We put it out. I just yeah, like to hang that. out with people. <laughs> if this is a big elaborate ruse, <laughs> yeah. just saying. <laughs> I've recently had like my first proper haircut for a long time, like uh, for the decade, uh, for 20 years. I've just been using clippers doing my own hair. Mm. Um, a decade ago, when I did my first boom, I went and got a haircut, like a special treat because I was so excited. But then a few weeks ago... Comic Boom, I, uh, which is a comedy night that runs in oh, Brighton. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a nice comedy night at Comedia in Brighton. Um, uh, basically, I'd been letting my hair and beard really grow out. And it was part of my set because my ex-girlfriend used to be very much... As soon as my hair got to about an inch long, she would be like... Or even half an inch. She'd be like, oh, get the clippers out, sort it out. Yeah. Really? And, and the joke was that I, um, I didn't... I, I used to obey, but I didn't quite know what it was about. But judging by what she's been up to since we broke up... I now realise she was trying to keep me looking like a lesbian, right? Because <laughs> she, she she's got a girlfriend now and stuff, right? Yeah. It's, it's all cool. But she, uh, but basically I was explaining why I had this really wild, long, unkempt hair. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say, I have seen this. I know, I've owned a mirror. I know what this looks like. I said, I do know. And this is one of those jokes I would normally avoid, but it was working so well. I do know that at this point, I kind of look like Tom Hanks in Castaway if he'd eaten the volleyball <laughs> and um and that was working for me and then basically some i work with uh, learning uh, adults with learning disabilities and i literally got like bullied by three guys i work with uh, two women and a, and a bloke who were just like nagging me to sort my hair out and then like the guy actually got a sick burning on me and i had to go and do it and he said i don't know if i should call you danny or santa so okay. I, that day I made an appointment and got my hair cut. <laughs> but that joke, I was still using it and explaining I'd had my hair cut. And I added the line, now I realise I kind of look like Olivier Giroud if he'd eaten the volleyball. And that was working at first, but it's like it's so long now I since the haircut. Who, who's who's Olivier? I don't know either. Oh, no. he's a, oh right, he's a, a, a French footballer. He was at Arsenal and then Chelsea and yeah. now he's at AC Milan. Why would he have eaten the volleyball? Well, that's the joke. It was like a callback to the Tom. Sorry, Hanks sorry. I thought you were saying instead. Oh no, I would say that. I would say the Tom Got Hanks you. joke. Say, I'd say that I used to have yes. this joke and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, but oh, that's nice. But yeah, but then it's like uh, I think I'm that's good. Kind of, Does that work? It still works, but I, I feel a bit. Those you know jokes Maybe they work when you can see the thing in front of you. Maybe people don't know who that is. Oh, well, I did. Well, the Olivier Giroud thing doesn't work as well. That's the thing. But that, I can still. That might be the it. Tom Hanks thing still works. Is there anyone? I know he is. Is anyone? Is there anyone that you could use? Football well, I don't know, you tell me who do I, who do I look like <laughs> insulting so, answers they've got to have a beard yeah well I've got a beard yeah so it helps like, yeah uh, there you go see Olivier Giroud was the closest I could get oh, I need to see with a picture the, of Olivier sort Giroud of quiffy now hair yeah, yeah. Thing going okay on. cool but I sort of segued into that because before I got the haircut and before I came up with a Tom Hanks gag I uh, I, I thought well I'm going to have to refer to this because he's looking more outlandish mm. and I came up with one 
um, I know what you're thinking. Zeus has let himself go. And I thought... To what, sorry? Uh, Zeus, Zeus, you know, the oh, Greek Zeus. god. Because yeah. I thought that the classical reference sort of elevated it beyond the mundane. Mm. It wasn't like Jamie Oliver's let himself go or something. It was like a proper... Uh, and there was something cheeky about using a classical reference in a real hack yes. joke format. But then that bloody new Thor movie came out with Russell Crowe as a dilapidated Zeus. <laughs> yeah. And no, it just no. I had to stop. Uh, right. And that was when I came up with the Tom Hanks oh, one. Yeah. So. But why do these people keep nicking your ideas? I know, yeah. Marvel Studios have basically got rich off my joke writing. I know. Um, <laughs> but you, you said there was one more you wanted to hear from me, and I can tell you it is, it's a really convoluted one. And it's not that convoluted, but there's so many reasons why it didn't work. Like, okay, there's great. so many chinks in the armour, basically. Um, I was with a, It came about, I was with... Uh, Friends at the Duke of York Cinema in Brighton, which yeah. is a historical, longest-running cinema over a, over a century. And we saw a preview of the Steve Coogan film, The Look of Love, where he played Paul Raymond, the like 70s porno baron and Soho landlord. And afterwards, we saw him walking down the street. And we know that famously, he's very like misanthropic. Like, he doesn't like people chatting to him. Like, mm. He's one of the people who's least warm to his fans. So I said as a joke... Oh, I bet he'd love it if I went up to him and went, aha, like, which of course is the Alan Partridge catchphrase. And it was just silly because we know how inappropriate that would yeah, be socially, yeah. how much he'd hate it. So I came up with a joke based on that. I'd just moved to Brighton. So I was like, I've recently moved to Brighton from Crawley. Like, it's very exciting, uh, mainly because you see more celebrities. Uh, like the first week I was here, I saw Steve Coogan walking down the street and I couldn't resist it. I couldn't resist. Like a child, I ran up to him. I went, aha. And he didn't care for it, uh, I have to say. But the following week, I saw Adele walking down the street. And like a child, I couldn't resist, I couldn't resist. I ran up to her and I went, aha! <laughs> and she didn't mind, actually. It was all right. <laughs> and the thing about that is it's like, you uh, have to know exactly who Steve Coogan is. Yeah. Mostly, you kind of have to know that he's, he doesn't like that sort of thing. Shall, shall I tell you what I think my problem with that is that might be a thing? Adele's not known for a particular thing for someone to shout at them, right? Do you not want someone that everybody... That's the same. That, that Someone that would oh, have the same thing. So, so like I saw you, Victor Meldrew or something. Yes. And, and I yeah. went, aha. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Because everyone yeah, thinks yeah, you, you need them to, You really need them to think you're going to go, I don't believe it. And that's, that actually, that's, right. a good, that's also a good one. Because in Father Ted, that was one of the whole bits about... Yeah, Father Ted going up to him and shouting. Well, he famously it. hates people doing that. So that's him. even that's an even better thing to use. Well, wow, so there might be something there. Like I think so. Because I started explaining dead. who Steve Coogan was as well. No, uh, no, no, he's not. I, I, re- I heard recently of him complaining. Wait, I'm again, maybe I missed what's out. His, what's, his, what's he called? Not Victor Meldrew. What's his real name? Uh, Richard. Richard, Richard, Richard Wilson. Richard Wilson. Is it Richard? Alexa, how old is Richard Wilson? Richard Wilson is 86 years old. He's still going. Okay. Alexa, stop. What have you bought, Danny? What have you bought? A first aid manual. And you can't blame me for buying a first aid manual. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you might it, take a turn. And I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, is it the secrets of the female body? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and also, I'd think, have, have, we also, can we think of a modern... Because there yeah. will be a whole generation that won't know who Victor Meldrew is. Yeah, yeah, or Steve Coogan, even. I mean, and would you reality. say Victor Meldrew? You'd have to say Victor Meldrew, I think. Rather well, you than could Richard say Wilson. Rich Wilson, who plays Victor Meldrew, maybe. I think yeah. so. But it's all getting a bit yeah. expositiony. Is there a, is there a recent like, person that has something? Could it be like it'd be like Peter Kay and Garlic Bread, but it's not quite. Peter Kay's got too many of those. You need someone who's got one thing. Because catchphrase comedy isn't is, is really, not the same as it was, is it? Like. 
And it, that's that. Yeah, People that, should have a catchphrase, shouldn't they? We should all have a catchphrase. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Is that good I content? That is mine a bit, but was that, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Harry Hill has got like, what are the chances of that happening? Yeah. And, uh, oh, I've never read that. Well, that is quite an old Harry Hill. It is old. It is really old. I'm very old. Dated. Yeah. That's the trouble. Is that I remember like about doing a joke about the Spice Girls. Funnily enough, given well, not about the Spice Girls, but when I was doing like a uh, a, a, a university gig. A, one of those uh, freshers weeks. You could say, oh, you yeah. can make a reference to the Spice Girls thinking it's completely, you know, up to date. They wouldn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. no. Um, so, as this put out to the listeners, if you got an example of a modern day, per, like example of that, that everyone would know, let us know. Let us know. I, I referred fairly recently to that, although you know, like Indiana Jones uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark grabbing the hat under the Forget door as it comes. Youngster just looked at me and I'm like, Should I'm talking what? about a 40 year old film my, here. My no shark, yeah. my shark yeah. joke, because that's one of my first jokes, and I've brought it back in my show. I like because I just because it's one of my favourites. It doesn't hit as well anymore yeah. because I think Jaws is an old reference now. That's the joke where I say my little baby pet shark said his first word. He said da da. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. But I don't think I think youngsters again don't don't really know that. Yeah, these much. references, man. Yeah, get Gilbert Gottfried, who probably is another thing people won't have heard of. He was a brilliant, um, real sort of out there US comedian, mm. and he leaned into that heavily. He started doing like Humphrey Bogart and James Mason impressions right. at college gigs and stuff, yeah. just to sort of just to be like, "F you, I'm doing the stuff that makes me laugh." And I'm making fun of film stars who've been dead for 30 years, <laughs> yeah. uh, long before you were born, and that's just what I'm going to do. You know. And did he um, have an angle with that, or would he just die? Would he'd it, often he die, he, but because he had so much, you know, he, he had so much sort of goodwill from the early days, and I would often smash gigs, like when people sort him out. But also, he would, what he would do is he did that kind of anti-comedy repetition thing. Yeah. He would say something so many times that people who were annoyed with him didn't like him from the start, because he had that real sort of screechy voice as well. Mm. Um, by the end of it, they would be in hysterics hearing the same line for the 30th time. Right, yeah, um, yeah. Because he just committed so heavily mm. to it. And that was kind of how he worked. But the price of getting responses like that was that fairly frequently he would completely die. Um, yeah. There was one story of him literally, uh, an outdoor gig, literally backing off the stage through a giant hedge and cutting himself to ribbons just, just to get off the stage. Have either of you two ever had any situations where you've liked that? Because basically on one of the first podcasts, Sean Walsh told the story about when he was new, whenever he'd die at a gig, he'd just do this thing where he'd slowly walk further away from the audience. <laughs> like he naturally would just back away. And he said this one time he backed into um, the, the backdrop fell the whole backdrop dropped down i think something like just like mike gunn and not like, a stone are just sitting there behind waiting for them to, to go on they just sort of look at that well thing. funny you should say mike gunn because there's that famous story about mike gunn he was doing a corporate right. and uh, he uh, he absolutely died on his ass at this corporate so when he got out it was like you know dressing room in the kitchen sort of thing so yeah. he said oh look is there any way i can leave here that means i don't have to go through the audience and they went well you can go in the um you know the dumb waiter you know, the, the, okay. the, the, the lift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So, he, so he got in that, right? No. And it went down. And then when the doors opened, <laughs> all the audience, were, they'd, they'd, win, they'd, they'd left and they were standing there. So he had to climb out this dumb waiter and then walk past that the audience. Hilarious. Yeah, that, I thought that's where you were going. That's the... Uh, I've never that's heard the, yeah, that. that. you never heard that oh, one? Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, it'd be... That's so I'm funny. probably not even giving it, doing it justice, you know, but that's, uh, that's one yeah. of those f- sort of folklore. It's right? like a fast a fast movie bit, uh, isn't it? Like, I have, I have been in, <laughs> I, I've been in a gig once 
where I was driving away. It went that badly. Yeah. I tell you what, I was stitched up because what it was is, it was um, it was a gig while supporting Bobby Davro, right? Right. <laughs> Humble break. And um, <laughs> but Bobby Davro didn't want to go on. He wanted to go on first and leave. Right. Right. So I, they'd all come to see Bobby Davro. Yeah, not, but I had to do. I had to go. So on he was opening for you. Yeah, so so I just so played to do. They were like, what, "What's this bloke doing?" Yeah, we've seen Bobby Davro now. So I played to science for twenty minutes. But so this gig went so badly that I was I'd driven out of the car park. Yeah, before the MC had closed the show. <laughs> really? Yeah, because like the amazing. doors open, I could hear it on the PA. Uh, brilliant. That's so funny. Yeah. I've got you. I, I could tell you something now, but you probably have to cut it out because it's someone else's story to tell. But it's a brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I just did it with who, my well, Who is it? And then we can you can ask him if it's all right. And if okay, not. I'll ask him. It's Graham Collard. Do oh you yeah, know Graham? I love Graham. Yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant story. He went to do the open mic at the comedy store, and he, he's just walking on stage. He sits to five minutes on his watch, mm. and he goes on. Doesn't last very long. Feels very embarrassed. Gets straight it's out. It's the of gong there. show. It's a gong show. Sorry, mm. yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't last very long. Gets out of there. Straight down. Straight onto the tube. He's on the tube train. And the five-minute buzzer five goes break. off on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> He's already on the tube train. <laughs> I, I've done a couple of like gong shows, and both times I've done them, I've been the reason the MC went on stage and berated the audience and said, "What? What do you expect at a gong show?" And then ev- the next six acts have sailed through because I was like the, b- the barometer of like harshness of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> so I've kind of like I've been put off them heavily. Um, I, I, I've never done them. What What were you going to say about Shrewsbury? Oh, I older shot actually. It was a similar oh. sort of situation <laughs> uh, where um, I, yeah, I um, my watch vibrated, which meant my time was up, and I was a good twenty minutes down the road. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I mean, that's, on what, that note, yeah, that's what a great episode. Thanks very much uh, for tuning in, everybody. Any feedback? Let us know at Jokes with Mark across all social media. Let us know if you've got an example of a catchphrase that everyone would know up to date today. Let us know, and we'll report back on those next time before Christmas. We've only got six shows left, and by the time this goes out, might probably even less. Uh, Dublin show, the early show. Um, there's still a few tickets left for that, and then we're adding loads next year. So if you'd like to come see the show, uh, Crip off the mark. Do check it out at Jokes with Mark on social media and MarkSimmons.co.uk on my that's my website. Yeah, the internet. The oh, no, that damn internet. Um, thank you very much, Dan Fardell, for coming Cheers. in. Thank you to Thanks the studio. First official comedian guest in the studio. And uh, anything? Don't tell Joey Page that. Has Joey Page been in the studio? Yeah, he, he sat there, but, but, but nah, we didn't film it. We didn't film, we didn't film, it. film it. Okay, there we go. So it's not official. No. Any uh, anything more from you, Danny? I don't know. Is that good content? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? That's my catchphrase. Um, nothing more from me, Daddy. Hashtag Awoog, everybody. That's your other catchphrase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.